Welcome to another show. Jerry and Dave's week that was. Um, All right, this is a flashback, right? Don't know why I was just thinking about this before the show, but I thought I'd ask you. Go on. Given the chance to marry Ellen. Yeah. You know, TV show host. Yeah, Ellen. I was going to say, do you think you made like the woman for the sandwich shop? Yeah, okay, Ellen. <laughs> yeah. So Ellen is your wife yeah. for the rest of your life. Are mm. um, all your sentences going to rhyme from now on? Yeah, like great. Much strife. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all the rhymes. Knife. Oh, that got a bit dark. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so should have. Knife crime. Uh, okay, so then it goes, <laughs> given the chance to marry Ellen. Yes. For unlimited money for the rest of your life. Yeah. Would you say yes in this moment in time? Obviously, ignoring the fact that, you know, you've got a partner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, so like, uh, if I don't have to annoy my current girlfriend, uh, I'd give it a crack. Because what do you lose? You know what I mean? You might as well do it. You make a whole load of money. Mm. Well, the assumption is, you know, you might not be attracted to Ellen. She's not the woman of your dreams. Isn't Ellen a lesbian anyway? Yeah, she is. But that does add a bit of flavour in there because maybe she would... <laughs> <laughs> A bit of flavour. It's the in unwritten it. rule, you know. Right. She she won't be interested in you. I would assume. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, what if I did, if I didn't have a partner? What have I got to lose by trying? That's well, you missed the other chance to find another partner. Oh, partner. that was never happening anyway. So let's say Una's out there. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. And then you're given the option: marry Ellen now, unlimited money, rest of your life. Yeah. Or you could find Una. And be as poor as we are today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what you're basically saying is you can have money. Or love. Or love. Um, I've obviously, I've got to say love, but whether that's true. Well, that's the correct answer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this, this was a conundrum. My mate and I were watching right. Ellen years ago. Okay. Single lads. And we said, what, would you marry? And he said yes. And I, for the life of me, I went, no. And the irony is, now that I am settled down with someone, I think my answer was yes, I would have gone with Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with Ellen. It was the it was the freedom. Amazing. It, it was the freedom, Dave, I had that I no longer have. Brilliant. Also, just that's not a slice on my relationship, I'm just saying. I can't wait till your girlfriend's hear this. Girlfriends will never know what it's like to be a single man. The freedom. Brilliant. It's not freedom to do anything, it's freedom to do nothing. Yeah. Do you get but, what I mean? Yeah, but being single for me was just filled with loneliness, booze and Oh uh, yeah, you were a bad singleton. I was terrible. I was it. the best. Really? Oh, Dave. You know you you know movies how you see it's always American movies, they always go, I was the high school quarterback. Yeah. They was my best years. <laughs> That's how I feel about being single, where it's like this. I didn't have to do anything. The washing yeah. would pile up, things weren't cleaned. The floor was a mess. This is the difference. You were like Danny Zuko. I was like the water boy. Those are the two differences <laughs> between our single lives. Hey, uh, this is nothing in the way of what happened this week for our radio show. But what we did do, Dave and I managed Great. to sit down with Britain's loudest snoring. How amazing. We never normally put two interviews in. And so we're not using this as an interview. We're just going to give you a clip of Britain's loudest snorer. And she was an absolute laugh, wasn't she? She was brilliant. Jerry and Dave. The UK's loudest snorer. Yeah. Well done. Well Thank done. you so much. Do you get, do you, is there a trophy? No, unfortunately, I have no trophies. <laughs> no. My snoring is my trophy. Well, and what a cross to bear it is as well. Yeah. And is there actually a record here, Jenny? How, did, how do you know you're the UK's loudest <laughs> snorer? Well, you have to agree that this is probably not an official, official title. What? They haven't you're tried kidding. Everybody. Not everybody in Britain has actually been recorded. What was that research that I took part in then when I went into a strange room and fell asleep? That was something entirely different. Well, um, yeah, you'll have to get the tattoo removed then, Jenny. Um, 
<laughs> so, but what's the deal? I mean, how do you know you snore loudly? At what stage did someone go, hey, look, well, Jenny, you're loud there? I went to a Help Stop Snoring clinic that they asked for volunteers for, and I was the loudest one there. Wow. And they measured the decibels, and I know I snore loudly because I wake myself up occasionally. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is brilliant. Now, I'm reading a sentence. Maybe this is a bit of a, I don't know, hyperbole. But it says here, you've been recorded at the same volume of the low-flying jets. Yes. Shut up. No. 111 (laughs) decibels. Wow. Does that sound like you're trying to start a lawnmower? Is that Uh, what it kind of comes across as? uh, A bit louder than that, I'd have said. Really? Jenny, what's, I mean, when you say you wake yourself up, is there a moment, a split moment where you can hear yourself snoring and you're awake and going, what's going on? Yeah, you sort of go... And then you think, what was that? What was that? And I think it's my hubby, so I'll give him a kick, but um, it's me. Can you it's give me. us an... Do you know how it sounds? I'm guessing. What, yeah. my loud snorer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's sort of... Brilliant. <laughs> yes, brilliant. Fantastic. How long have you trained to get that snore to such a good level? Like, was there, <laughs> was there training involved? Uh, no, there's no uh, training. It yeah. just, just comes naturally. Natural yeah. skill. We had the woman from the Dictionary Corner. Oh, Susie Dent. Susie Dent was on oh, this programme yeah. earlier, and she said, what is our favourite? words and you know what the more saying it i think snoring is just a great fantastic word well, that's good yes. use your mute it, i do recommend it yeah, yeah. it does work uh, great it changes me from a lion's roar to a cat's purr oh. yes. jerry's been trying to use a mute on me for the past four years so don't <laughs> worry about that that's just a button <laughs> yeah. um and nancy just before you go what's it like going around the world talking about sleeping it is so fulfilling when i can tell people like don't look at the clock in the middle of the night. And then days later, I get an email. You've changed my life. Wow. Because the minute you look at the clock in the middle of the night, if it's before three, you're thinking, oh, I have three or four hours of sleep. And if it's after three, it's, shoot, I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow. It's like, it's so predictable. When they say you've changed their life, do they mean that they've actually missed work and they got fired? <laughs> no. no. No, okay, just ask him. That's that clarify. was not a brilliant uh. question. <laughs> and another thing. Right. This is going to get me in trouble today's nah, episode. This is brilliant. I like this. My girlfriend's Great. brother got married. Okay. And we went away to Spain. Hmm. I shouldn't tell you this. Oh, this is brilliant. We went away. Yeah. And I said, jokingly, oh, I shouldn't have come to Spain with a whole load of native Spanish speakers. Right. You know, it's, it's just a silly throw. How did you fit them all in a suitcase? <laughs> you must have been packing heavy. And my girlfriend goes, well, you didn't have to. Taking the bait, right? Right, again. And I went, well, you know, it's just, here I am, not knowing what's going on, mm. joking around. Mm. And she goes, well, you chose to come away with this. You chose this life, right? Oh, this life. Oh, no. And I said, no, your brother's fiance chose this life. Oh, this is not a... I said, oh, no. I'm just trialing it. <laughs> And it didn't go down well. Wow. Oh. Ooh. And then Ellen turned up and you went, look at that. <laughs> I just thought of a moral quandary. I'm off, Ellen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go be a quarterback at a high school somewhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, uh, the, we, we were talking about weddings this week, actually, on the on the back of one of them. Yes. Me being away for a little holiday from the workplace we work together. Dave and the Royals. Oh, yeah. The Royals have been all... Th- yeah. This whole... One of this... 2018's best things was the Royals. Yeah, which is saying something. It's, it's, uh, the if Royals. That's the best. Here, there, and everywhere. Babies and everything. Mm. Um, but we did have a little chat on the radio this week about just that weird <laughs> royal voice, <laughs> isn't it? That <laughs> I love it. Give us the poshest you can speak and just say, it's lovely to be here at your wedding, Eugenie. Uh, lovely to be here at your wedding, Eugenie. I'll have a go. 
Do you want to tighten up, Dad? It's absolutely spiffing to be here at your wedding, Eugenie. Every one of amazement of my life that I would never forget if this moment was heard at your wedding. We'll fight them on the mooches. <laughs> we'll marry them in the churches. <laughs> Have you ever referred unjokingly to your undies as your pants? No, I don't use the word pants meaning underwear. Do you really? No. What would you use it to mean? Uh, Rubbish. Nothing really. I, I'm more the Americanism of trousers. Mm. Re- really? Yeah. You refer to trousers as pants? If someone said pants, I would picture trousers. And I, just when I thought we could be friends, this well, is you Otherwise, freak. why are they called underpants? Very good point. Thank you. Actually, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> Well, now I feel differently about the world. Because underpants yeah. must be under your pants. Yeah. So who's wearing two levels of underwear? Batman. Yes. Superman. Good. Because he must have underwear underneath the... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. He's triple layered, isn't he? Triple layered Is underwear. that just to save his gonads if ever he gets punched in them? <laughs> Does Superman have gonads? You couldn't punch them. Your hand no. would hurt afterwards. Really? Do you reckon? But it's the Man of Steel. Mm. Be like a Newton's cradle under there. They're going like ting, 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 ting. <laughs> Be very interesting. When was the last time you got hit in the uh, the old softy parts? That's it, rare nowadays as yeah, an adult, isn't yeah. it? Used to be very common at school. Yes. I always used to say, yeah. sir, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> Get back to teaching PE. We've got your best and worst awards, and I think we can both agree, Dave, the best is Bake Off. Yes. Now, I don't want to say it's done. Right, new song. Bring it on. Come on. <laughs> no worst today. We've this. agreed on the best. I'm actually very excited about my worst today, actually. All right. It sounds like the Nazis are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> the best and the worst of all. Where you really want to win one, but not the other. <laughs> For those... <laughs> For those new to the programme, Dave has a... There's a rep talking about Adolf Hitler a lot. Who is not fascinated by the Nazis? Who is not fascinated? I've never met a man who just... (laughs) Seems to bring them up more often. (laughs) My worst today, and I've got to be careful how I say this, because I think this is a beautiful idea. I'm just being a pedant. A dementia home has recreated the 1940s and 50s inside the care home. Oh, that's great. Inside the Balliol Care Home in New Bigging, which is in Northumberland, they have created a mock high street. Staff hope that recognisable features such as old-fashioned shops and seafronts will help trigger old memories for patients. Now, I think that's really lovely, the care that they've gone to. However, it's going to trigger those memories, and if they have got dementia... Oh, no. ...they're going to be confused what era that they live in. Oh, no. Which is difficult, but also the reason why it's the worst... I've just gone into the comments section. Comment section, I'm glad it helps the dementia patients regain some memories, uh, although to my eyes it appears very odd and surreal. That's a comment from Paul Gascoigne. Why is Gaza commenting on dementia care homes? Do you know what? I'll be honest, that whole time I was waiting for you to go, isn't this going to bring back World War II memories? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought he's done it. 
He's done it again. <laughs> and I'm annoyed that I've been the one to bring it up now. Oh, great. I pulled a chona. Go on, Dave, then. Go on. I've had such a weird week. I've had such a weird couple of weeks. <laughs> Basically, we've had a rat infestation in our flat. Yes, the best start like... to a story. <laughs> the best start a story could have a rat infestation. It doesn't really portray me in the best way. Like... <laughs> You're the love rat. I'm the actual rat. So we've been having this guy come around. He's a lovely guy. He's a guy called Dan. He's an ex-Marine. He's been coming around and like, I can't get him to leave. This is the thing. He won't leave. Like, he's been there for an hour, an hour and a half. And like, in the end, I've kind of like, last time I ended up vacuuming round him. I ended up doing the dusting, the washing up. He wouldn't leave. And then this time he sat there and he sat in my flat and he looked at the guitar and he said, do you play? And I said, oh, yeah, no, the bits and bobs. And he said, can you play? And I said, no, I, I can play. And he said, no, can you play for me now? And I had to serenade the rat man. And I sat there thinking, <laughs> I never thought I would be sitting here at the age of 29, going on 30, playing Damien Rice uh, to a professional rat killer. Did you, um, okay, here's the moment I want you to describe. Go on. You're strumming. Yeah. You're singing. Singing as well? I was, I was, <laughs> I was singing. <laughs> well, you've got to, have you? You know what I mean? This man's, this man's hands hold my life. Like, if he, if he, if he doesn't like my song, then he's not gonna, he's not gonna, you know, sort of do a good job, is he? So you're sitting in your own yeah. living room, singing yeah. a song to the Rat Man. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um, you played more than one. Yeah. I had two. When you finished the first one. Yeah. Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, I did. Started with the classic Wonderwall and his little eyes perked up because he said he liked Oasis. So I thought I'd play that. <laughs> I mean, I've never played to A, a one-man audience before and, and B, felt so uncomfortable. So you finish. Yeah. It has Wonderwall. Strum. What happened that next moment? Or did you just go into the next song? It was a moment of silence. He looked at the guitar and I, th- I rolled my eyes and was like, oh, here we go again. My only, <laughs> my only. So then I decided to bring out the Damien Rice. You know what I mean? I oh. thought, take him down a bit. The, my only thought throughout the whole thing that registered was, I hope my girlfriend doesn't walk in because this is going to be so <laughs> weird. A man in blue overalls lying on our floor while I sit propped on the sofa going, all the chests reveal themselves like a crack in the wall. She walks in. What are you doing? I can't leave you for five minutes. I'm a bit disappointed now. Yeah. He was wearing blue overalls. Yeah. This whole time I've just assumed there was a builder's crack in front of you. (laughs) I think it was fair to assume he was bent over facing away. Oh, no, he'd stopped. He'd finished. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Wow. Wow. So that's been my week. So that is the rat man. Yeah, the rat man has cometh, which actually makes it a little bit more relevant. Yeah, Dave knows the rat man. Hey, um, what we do have for you, as always, is an interview with a a bit of a star. Yeah, celeb. Celeb. Uh, In the interview, it's Scarlett Moffat from Gogglebox. Yes. We talk about Gogglebox. We talk about I'm a Celeb just briefly. It's really interesting. You weren't there. I wasn't. I was meant to be going to France to get on a flight to one of my oldest friend's weddings. And so the story goes from here. It's Scarlett Moffat. Am I saying Moffat right? You're saying it really posh. Am I? Yeah. Well. I just say Moffat. Moffat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I get told off for saying things posh. I think I try hard on the radio to sound posh. I've been called worse. But 
Yeah. Moffat's good. Good. <laughs> Miss Moffat, I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, look, you're famous now from Gogglebox, but you're more famous now from Gogglebox onto other things. Yes, and you must be busy every day. Yeah, pretty much pretty so. Much. It's good, though. I you're prefer in demand. being, like, busy. Otherwise, I end up just, like, sitting in my jammers watching Jeremy Kyle all day, so <laughs> I'd rather that. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of sitting there watching TV, that's why we know you. From Gogglebox, initially, what was that like? That, honestly was amazing and I still watch it. And technically, we still do it. There's just there's no cameras there. Yeah. Because yeah, we still yeah, all like watch yeah. the telly and me mum and dad come round mine and yeah, it's really fun. It, when you first got asked and someone said, look, it's going to be people watching the TV on TV. Yeah. What did you think of that? So, do you want to know the story of how I got involved yeah, go with on. it? Yeah, Well, it wasn't like I auditioned or anything. It's not like I seen an advert in the paper and it was like, would you like to be a professional couch potato? <laughs> So I actually went to university with one of the guys who was a researcher. I didn't know what that meant. It just means someone who auditions people for the telly. And uh, he rang us up and he was like, right, I'm a researcher for this new show called Gogglebox. You know loads of people. Can you find us, like, a family? Because I need to, like, audition a few from the north. And I was like, "Um, yeah, like, what? Like, what is it? What's it involved? And he was like, watching the telly. I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, that's it. I was thinking, wow. they make programmes about anything. That was honestly my yeah, initial yeah, reaction. Yeah. Well, I think that's what everyone thinks at yeah, first, like, isn't it? And then, and then I couldn't find anyone, surprisingly. And he was like, well, will you just do it with your family? Like, it's just an audition, don't worry. And I was like, yeah, all right then. So we did it. Ah. Me and my dad had an argument about the one-bedroom tax. Then they left. And then the next day we got a phone call and they were like, oh, we want you on the show. And I was wow. like, no, there's been a mistake. Well, I think because <laughs> you're so good, your family on it, that I think people must just assume there was an auditioning process. You nah. you had to try and try and try to do it. Pure potluck. Wow. And it led you, of course, <laughs> to go to the jungle. You won the jungle, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I watched the series with my flatmates and I, we were all rooting for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, it was Larry Lamb. Yeah, he had to save me one time because yeah. I couldn't swim. Oh, so he, that was it. He saved me from a canoe. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was embarrassing, actually. My mum said, because, like, obviously it hadn't aired yet so on the paper on the front news it was like Scarlett has to be rescued and my mum said she oh, just no. remembers thinking she hasn't even got in yet she hasn't even got in like she's not going to last two minutes before I let you go Dave is my co-host he's not here yeah can we phone him up do you mind yeah it would be nice to talk to him alright we've got a tech guy um, I'm going to give you a little script here Dave's at the airport actually right when we, when we sit down you and I here we're going to give him a call see if he pops into the headphones yeah, just giving the, the nods to the tech guy now. <coughs> I've got to get right. my voice ready. What we're going to try and do is get Dave a bit worried. He's going to a wedding, you see. Oh. A very posh wedding. Hello? Hi, sorry. Is this David Chawner? Mr David Chawner? Yeah, speaking. Oh, hi, David. It's Jennifer here from British Airways. Oh, hello. Hi, that's okay. Um, I'm so sorry to say that your flight today has been cancelled. Now, we have sent emails out, but we anybody that has given us the direct number, we are calling as well just to make sure that they're what? aware of this. I'm what? Yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, there's been an incident on the plane. Um, we will be able to get in touch with you uh, later to, to tell you what's going to happen in terms of the next flight available. Later on, do you know, can you be more like specific? It'll definitely be within the next 48 hours. 48 hours? Yeah, um, we're really sorry, Mr David Charner. Yeah, it's within 48 hours. If you read your cancellation policy or if anything um, happens that um, isn't 
responsible for British Airways, then, yeah, we it is 48 hours, I'm afraid. Although we will try and make sure that it is as soon as possible. But, yeah, there's going to be a delay of lots of British Airways flights, I'm afraid. But I'm only... So what do I do now? Like, just I'm at the airport right now. Like, it, the flight's meant to be in two hours. But... Yeah, it is for your safety, actually, Dave, because, unfortunately, a rat has boarded the plane and chewed through some wires, so the plane can no longer fly. Can't they just fly with a rat on board? Well, it could be fixed if we call in the rat man. Do you know the rat man? <laughs> I. <laughs> what is this? David's us. <clears throat> Sorry, mate, I'm gone red there, holding onto the lap. Unbelievable. Dave, you're on the phone with Scarlett <laughs> Moffat. Hi, it's Scarlett Moffat. I just, uh, I'm wow. sorry about that. You, I thought Amazing. you were going to start and swear there. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, he's getting, he's getting angsty. Scarlett, you, you do an amazing impression. I have to say, oh, thanks I completely very much. believe that. <laughs> Dave, we wish you were here, but enjoy France. Ta-ra. <laughs> oh, wait, Dave, Dave, wait. Have you got a question for Scarlett? Yeah, I want to know if Scarlett's ever went for British Airways. Or <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Right, catch you later. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Basically, that's the interview. Scarlett, thank you so much for, one, doing that, and two, coming to talk to us at Panda Radio. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> and that's Scarlett Moffat <laughs> on the podcast, Jerry and Dave's Week That Was. Now you think that that's finished there, don't you? You got a little call after that because we were like, oh, I was just like laughing around. I thought that was great. Tried to go through the boarding gate. My flight had actually got cancelled. Oh. <laughs> and I actually, just, and I, I rang you up and you were like, I was already, I mean, it was 10 o'clock in the morning. I just bought myself a pint and sat there. Do you know what I thought you were doing? Yeah. I thought you were pranking me back. <laughs> I thought, I thought Dave had gone. How do I instantly, because some people do that. They prank you straight back. Yeah, you, I don't get you've that. You've got to leave a little window of like, yeah. And then the guilt when I realised your flight had been cancelled <laughs> to his oldest friend's wedding. Yeah. So we just had to go home. So you're at the airport. Yeah. With a cancelled flight. That must have been the most depressing ride home. Oh, it was terrible. How did you get home? <laughs> National Express. The bus. The bus. <laughs> <laughs> it goes right past that door. So... <laughs> So this is what's even worse. I turned to my girlfriend and I said, let's have a treat. Let's get the National Express. And I think oh. I think something died inside her that day. The little glint in her eye was gone. We went home, tried to order a takeaway, and it didn't arrive. Uh, what, then the takeaway didn't arrive that night. The takeaway didn't arrive. <laughs> so we were sitting at 11 o'clock at night, eating pot noodles. <laughs> and I just turned to Una and said, well, this day has not turned out. We expected it to. Oh. <laughs> that has been a real treat for me today, this podcast. Good. I'm glad. It's not been a great week for me, but let's hope it continues to give mirth and merriment to you. Thing is, though, I mean, it had to go somewhere good for me because that first half, I was basically sounding like <laughs> <laughs> my relationship was on the rocks. I don't know why that oh, happened. Brilliant. Anyway, if you are listening, Ellen, give me a call. Yeah. Uh, and bring in. <laughs> and bring the checkbook. Bring the check. Hey, yeah, this is it. That's all signing oh, off. Oh, no. What a fun. What a week fun. that was with Jerry and Dave. You can catch us again. Listen back to the other podcasts if this was your first yes. one. Uh, what's your line? Leave a comment if you liked it. If you haven't, keep it absolutely fucking stum. Keep it stum. Uh, th- we leave. Oh, yeah, we leave with a song from my band, The Dark Light. There's new music coming. Which I'm means, very excited. Which means we might need to make another series of a podcast. I would love that. Uh, but we've got... The public demand is not there. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's this song? Here's We Are The Stars by my band. We'll catch you again next time. Bye.